Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 4. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they had ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Then the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. I will give you authority over all these kingdoms and all their glory, he said, for it has been relinquished to me and I can give it to anyone I wish. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil led him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. But Jesus answered, it also says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread throughout the surrounding region. He taught in their synagogues and was glorified by everyone. Then Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath. And when he stood up to read, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, returned it to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began by saying, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this the son of Joseph, they asked? Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Then he added, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. But I tell you truthfully, that there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and great famine swept over all the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to the widow of Zarephath in Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. Upon hearing this, all the people in the synagogue were enraged. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him over the cliff. But Jesus passed through the crowd and went on his way. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he began to teach the people. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon, He cried out in a loud voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked the demon. Be silent, he said. Come out of him. At this, the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without harming him.
All the people were overcome with amazement and asked one another, What is this message? With authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the news about Jesus spread throughout the surrounding region. After Jesus had left the synagogue, he went to the home of Simon, whose mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. So they appealed to Jesus on her behalf, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she got up at once and began to serve them. At sunset, all who were ill with various diseases were brought to Jesus, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Demons also came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked the demons and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place, and the crowds were looking for him. They came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. But Jesus told them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, because that is why I was sent. And he continued to preach in the synagogues of Judea. And this is God's word. Before Jesus began his public ministry in verse 14, it was appropriate for him to win with a private victory. Specifically, in order to preach righteousness to others, Jesus as a man had to practice righteousness first himself. That is one reason for his temptation in the wilderness in verses 1 through 13. Although Jesus was fully human, his virgin conception kept him from receiving a fallen nature like the rest of us humans have. He did not have, then, the inward pull towards sin like you and I have. Therefore, Satan had to get creative in tempting Jesus. First, Satan tempted him with food when he had been fasting, as we saw in verses 2 and 3. There's nothing sinful about food, so the temptation focused on Jesus using his divine power to create food. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. Jesus later used his divine power to create food when he fed the 5,000 families. So this first temptation is hard to figure out. What exactly was the sin that Satan was trying to get Jesus to commit? The answer is revealed in Jesus' response to Satan in verse 4. And his response was, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 there. And the context for that passage was how God had provided manna for his people in the desert. In Deuteronomy 8 verse 1, Moses instructed the people, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. In other words, receiving God's promises was tied to obeying his commands. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, Moses said, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these forty years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. This was a reminder to Israel that the most important thing they needed to do was obey God. If people obey God's word, they do so because they are trusting God, trusting him to keep his promise and to provide what they need. Moses was reminding people, 
in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, that God provided for them in the desert, so they should obey his word and trust him to care for and provide for them in the future. Back to Jesus then, and Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 told us that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, and that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It was God's will then for him to be there. He was sent there by divine appointment, without any preparation. The desert is not a place where food grows naturally. So if Jesus were to survive his time out there, God would have to provide for him. The devil's temptation then subtly suggests that God the Father and the Holy Spirit had abandoned Jesus. So Satan suggested Jesus should use his powers as the Son of God to provide for himself. Jesus' reply was that obedience is more necessary for human flourishing than food, and that if he obeyed and waited, God would provide for him. The temptation to sin, then, was a temptation to operate outside of submission to the will of the Father, and to act independently out of his own will. And that's what we do, really, every time we sin. When we sin, we believe that the lie spoken by our sin natures, the devil, and the world around us is true. We believe that lie, and that lie is that obedience to God's way is stupid because we can't trust God to keep his promises. So we need to seek our own gain, our own pleasure, our own solutions to the problems in our lives, or whatever else. So, where are you facing this kind of temptation today? Has God left you waiting somewhere, longing for something that you think he should have provided by now? Don't turn away from obedience for the false promise of sin. Just as Jesus resisted abusing his divine power by exercising it out of the will of God, live within God's moral will yourself through obedience and wait for God to deliver you and provide for you. If you like these devotionals, consider signing up to receive them in your email every day. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe for that. Also consider becoming a financial supporter so that I can make more content and reach more people with God's word. I have so many ideas about videos I would like to make, but honestly, I just don't have the time because I make these videos, I write the scripts, I shoot them myself, I edit them myself, I upload them myself, and there just isn't time for me to do more. If I had some resources, maybe I would be able to do more. And so if you're interested in being part of that, go to dailypbj.com support for that. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a great day.